Welcome to episode 48 of the Weekend Wire. Uh, that sounds, good. sounds right? right? Well, we haven't had an episode in two weeks for a couple of reasons. Last week was less boring than this week in the NBA. And we're busy people, you know, kind of. A <laughs> little bit. You definitely do. Like three out of four days, we were like, all right, we have to do one tonight. And Aura would say, yeah. uh, I don't know. And then I would be like, I don't know. Yeah, man, this, this past week, like every night I kept on thinking that like I'll be free like sometime. And then like, nope, I got a test or like an SAT or something. Or pretty much the same thing for me. Um, yeah. But... The big thing that happened on Saturday was it Friday or Saturday? Uh, I want to say it was Friday. Okay, I'll go. I'll trust your judgment. Friday, Jimmy Butler traded to the 76ers for Dario Saric, Robert Covington, and a 2022 second round pick. Um, this move kind of came out of left field a little bit. Um, I didn't think Philly was really in the running at the end. It was sort of seemed like last week it was Houston and, um, Miami. And, um, I don't know what changed. Jimmy was getting DNP'd by himself, by his own accord, and skipping games, basically. And I don't know if what led the Warriors, I mean, the Wolves' ownership or front office to be fed up with him, or if they liked, they just liked the offer from the Sixers when it was presented. But um, do you think this makes Philly the best team in the East? They still have the fourth best team in the East. Fourth? I think they they can't be f- okay. That might be true, but how can they be fourth? Milwaukee. Milwaukee I think they're better than Milwaukee I, now. Jeez, it's a it's an interesting question. I would. I'd have them second or third. I don't think they're better than the Raptors. I think the Raptors are just shown that they're the best so far. Um, I actually think you could put them above the Celtics, though, because these Celtics-Philly games on opening night, it was really close, and Philly couldn't win because they, uh, Jason Tatum was just scoring however he wanted. And if you add Jimmy in there... Hopefully. Yeah, but that that it was kind of like it opened like the floodgates. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It was close a lot of that way. Yeah, I mean, it was close in half. It was, it was like a five point game in half. It was, I mean, it was a lot of game at like going into the fourth. Like the, the 
shot right now. Um, giving out Sarge and Cunningham, who, granted, neither of them are having great seasons, but I think they still present more of a threat from deep than Jimmy is going to provide them. I like a lot of what you just said. Um, <laughs> it, I do think it was a good trade for the Wolves, for sure. I think Sarge... Yeah, I think the Wolves definitely... They got the best thing they could have gotten. Well, not the best thing they could have gotten. Some of the Houston Titans look nice, too. But, like, it's, it's a decent... What they're getting back is very decent. I think Sarge has a chance to be really good. I was higher on Covington before last year in the playoffs when he kind of just mm-hmm. melted a couple times. But um, I think the main thing that Butler is going to bring to this team is some clutch scoring because... With Simmons, you're not getting, like, defense. When the defense tightens up at the end of these games, he's not going to be able to hit tough shots. And when it see, seems like when they did throw. You the did you see the video that was on Reddit today? They literally went through every single one of Jimmy Butler's, like, game tied and game winning shots. And he was going for 11. This year? In his time in Minnesota, he was 0 for 11. <sighs> like, it, it is crazy how awful he was in the clutch for Minnesota. <laughs> that's like, that's like last 10 seconds, right? I'm talking about like... Okay, yeah. I, I give you that, yeah. Last two I minutes of a game, they throw it into Embiid and their offense just stalls. And then they're like, what the hell do we do? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And it's kind of just an upgrade. Like, Covington was their starter in that spot, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting, like... They're, they've started so many different kinds of lineups, though. They've, like, tried out balls, too, right? Like, they had balls yeah. and, like, some like, two. Um, I don't know. Reddick also started a couple games, I think. Right yeah. I'm not really sure what the lineup looks like at this point. Well, now it's kind of in flux because I think now what you have to do is have Simmons, Reddick, Butler, Embiid, and it, that would be Sarich in that spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know. I guess Wilson Chandler playing small ball four? Yeah, well, Wilson Chandler was, uh, I think the guy that kind of gets pushed up now. I, I don't really know, like, who else that play. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you're looking at Simmons and then you said they start folks up? I don't think they should. I think he's, he's looked... Like he's made zero progress. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really like him too much either. But he, if you don't start him, then you either have to like maybe go ahead and start Redick and then move Butler up to the three and then play like, like, like you said, like you have to either go with like a Wilson Chandler or like are you trying to go with like. Uh, Mike Muscala? <laughs> Mike Muscala? Amir Johnson? Muscala, yeah. I mean, you could play Amir Johnson and then, like, move the D down to the four. Yeah, I guess Amir Johnson at the four. But, like, I don't, I don't really like Amir Johnson at the four with the lack of spacing on the team already. Yeah, I think, I think you, I think Wilson Chandler is definitely the move there. Yeah, it sort of stands out as a weakness, but, I mean. It's, yeah, I, I don't, this is a weird-looking team now. Um, you know, again, like, that, that's my main problem. It's not that, it's not that Jimmy Butler, like, the addition of Jimmy Butler is definitely good, and it, like, should look good at, like, 
first big three. And before they kind of have like a, like a two plus like a bunch of role players. But he, like Jimmy Butler is not the star. Like he might play like the star. And like I don't know how well he's going to play for Philly. And he might just go on like an MVP kind of tear. But from what I see of Jimmy this season and then like even last season, he's not the guy that is going to get you over the hump if you're Philly. Especially if they still had guys like Osan Sova on their bench. And like, who else do they do? They like Bellinari too, right? Um, they don't. So, yeah. Like, they don't have Bellinari, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, they have like, Sova, they lose Bellinari. You've you given away a lot of shooting, a lot of those players that you look at a team like Toronto, like, those kind of guys win you games. I mean, like, if, you know, like, Hopefully, and how they're trying to have a superstar, like, those are the kind of guys surrounding a superstar, like a big two, that can win you a playoff series. Okay? And now, like, I, Butler, like, came out and said, they're like, oh, I don't want to be playing 40, 41 minutes a game. But he said, yeah, I have to play 40, 40, you know, maybe even 45 minutes a game in the playoffs if they want to win games. Yeah. I mean, it won't hit, as far as the minutes thing goes, can't be as bad as what he was getting with Tibbs, but Tibbs. But, oh, yeah, I mean, like, um, I'm sure. But, I mean, like, he's, he's only averaging 36 minutes a game this year. Yeah. And that kind of... It feels like... Well, I mean, he's... That that might just be him being unhappy in general with where he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this kind of leads us to our next thing, which is, are we sure he's going to get along with these two guys? Because... I mean, Embiid's got as about a big mouth and personality as anybody, and yeah, um, he's known to to kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say he's lazy, but he's kind of like like he's not like a disciplined guy who's gonna like eat healthy and do all that stuff and faults like loves Chick Fil A. And I mean, I don't know about Simmons on the whole food thing, but I mean, Embiid's out here downing Shirley Temples. So I don't know. Like, I think if this goes wrong, you have to blame it on Jimmy. And I think you could, the argument could be made that you could, you could have blamed the Minnesota situation on Jimmy as well. Um, Yeah. And like in Chicago, like he had the he had more of a deal with like talking shit about like the young guys or whatever. Like he had problems there, created divisions. In Minnesota, it seems like he's really only created divisions, especially with, you know, Towns and, and Wiggins. And like yeah, you can say that like, you know, some of those guys like Towns and Wiggins, their attitudes definitely doesn't help Jimmy's case. But at the same time, like, when you, you know, when, when you start to see the same guy as the one common denominator in all these places, that is, you gotta think that he's definitely not helping the situation. Well, yeah, I, I do, I kind of flipped on this. I used to, at the beginning of this, I was all for Jimmy. I was saying, like, basically, mainly because I was, I've never really liked Wiggins, and I think that's true for a lot of people because he hasn't really shown much like, I mean in that draft class, he was supposed like he was his college, him like committing in his high school, the hype around him was insane. Um, and he hasn't really, it seems like all I can do is score, but that's, I mean, that's a different discussion, but I was on, I don't. I don't even know. I was. I was just talking about like. It seems like like he. He's not getting rebounds. He's not playing much defense. He's not getting assists. Um. And. Yeah, I mean, like, 
Yeah, it should go up now. He's. I mean, Towns, like, we went to that game when they played Dallas in Dallas, and yeah. he just. He's just sulking on defense. He's. Um, just really like a negative and he's gotten a little bit better, but his, it's not like his offense is like, his offense almost isn't good enough to like make up for it. Like he's like, he can't be score. He can't be getting like 20 and 12, but be getting burned on defense in today's NBA. Like offense matters so much more. So he's going to have to be putting up 35 and big rebound numbers to be making up for stuff like that in in a big game. Um, And with the Jimmy situation in Chicago, it is partly on him. He was wrong to be, as you said, divisive like that. But um, I mean, I, I always thought Chicago was a weird situation. You had Rondo, you had Wade, on his last legs, you had Derrick Rose just trying so hard to get back to where he was, and he yeah. really never did. And he, well, he got a flash of it last week, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, it seems, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, in when Jimmy went to Minnesota, I did not think this that it was going to go wrong. I thought it would work. Yeah, well, he did get injured, though. He was out for a long time. They were third in the West before he got injured. saying that he's going to sign a long deal long term deal with them this summer but yeah. I mean we know that's always subject to change and if he gets unhappy I kind of don't know what's next for him um, that kind of at that point it would be like third time's the charm and like, where they say about like when you're testing something in science like you it needs to work three times and if you're a GM yeah. and you're like trying to make a move to vault yourself up and it's like, Oh, what about Jimmy Butler? And you're like, I don't know if I want that guy on my team giving my young guys the wrong idea of about what it means to be a leader. And I mean, what you're, what he's doing has not been leadership. You're supposed to unite people, not divide them. And it seems like, especially in Minnesota, he's been just an instigator of all of this that you have the whole day where he came back to practice and, while it was impressive that he beat the starters with the third stringers, it's it's so intense that he becomes unlikable. And when you're together, I mean, in the NBA, like it's not like um, 
the NFL where you sort of have like your position groups and like you're not offense and defense. You're with these guys all the time. You're traveling every day. You've you've 82 games to play at least, especially if you're a playoff more if you're a playoff team like Minnesota was. So if there's a guy around you that you're with a lot that is a negative presence, it's really hard to overcome, it would seem like. So, I mean, if you're Townsend Wiggins and he comes in and he's like, he's like, do this. Like, you're not working hard enough. They're probably like, who the fuck are you? Like, what have you yeah. won in your career? I don't think yeah, that. I mean, the, 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 like, you got one shot, then you get to the road, run down. Really, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, if you're Philly, if you're a Philly fan. The process is kind of over, right? We you got to think the process is over at this point. Like this is this is that do or die. Gosh. This season and the next season are kind of the do or die season because if this is, like if this doesn't work out, then I don't know where you go from there. Like I, I don't know what you expect Ben Simmons to like develop that he wouldn't have already developed in his first four seasons. Well, Simmons. Getting a jump shot is a development that could happen later in his career. I, I, I guess. But it's just like hard for me to like, but how long do you wait for Simmons to get a jump shot? You know? Yeah. And like, I, I get that it doesn't happen overnight, but that's also like kind of the problem. Like, is it, are we just kind of waiting for him to flip the switch and then like one day he just starts like, Nailing threes, like uh, what is the process? Like I, I haven't seen any kind of improvement, and a lot of that, like lack of improvement, just seems to me that he's not willing to take those shots in games. And like if you're not taking those shots in games, if you're like literally like if you are useless from beyond the three point line, and even like just inside the three point line, to the point where like defenders just sag off you and into the paint, like. What what kind of like? There's no sign that he's developing anything. Yeah, I def I I agree with you on that. I haven't seen him improve. I mean, I don't know. I I think if you're like, even if you're like a horrible shooter, if no one's within 15 feet of you, and that happens sometimes to him. Oh yeah. I would just shoot it. Like I. Like you might as well try to bank it in or something if you have a good angle. I just... and like if he makes a couple of those, at least the defender respects him to the point where like he might come out and play a little bit of defense. You know, yeah, like, it, it gives you something. It, like it, it doesn't give you great spacing, but it gives you spacing like more than they have right now. Yeah, and it also gives him a chance to like kind of show off that passing as well. Like the dude's a great passer. Dude might be one of the best passers in the game. So, like, if if he can at least get them to respect him a little bit, you know, from anywhere outside of, like, three feet away from the rim, then, like, it, it helps him with that. Dude, 
Definitely. So, for Minnesota, I mean, they're not making the playoffs. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, um, I would be very surprised if they did it this morning. They had that crazy out 50-point outburst from Derrick Rose. Um, yeah. He had <laughs> six points in the final minute. Game-winning block. 32 in the second half. He was just unstoppable. What do you? Th- I I was appalled by this. I I I like the notification popped up on my phone. I wasn't even home when this happened, and it was on like a Wednesday night. I was just like, "What?" Like <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, like I, I didn't watch the game either. I think we went out that night because it was a Wednesday night. You said it was a Halloween night. Yeah, it was. It was Halloween. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Halloween night. Yeah, I was I was not home. Um, and like yeah, we we I think it was like right before we went out for Halloween, I like see the notification that Derrick Rose dropped fifty, and like it's it's unbelievable. Like I, it made my day, or night. It made my night for sure. But it's just <laughs> like of all the people that scored fifty this season, it had to be him. It was kind of weird because the timing of this whole trade, and you would think mm-hmm. you would think like after that game the whole team was rallying around him, and you would think that would be the yeah. thing that could kind of get them like even even someone like Butler, as stubborn as he is, could kind of get that team all on the same page. But it just didn't happen. Two days later, they, were, up, they, they came uh, they came up short again. The Lakers, right? Yeah, that was that was on um, that's a week later. So that was on Wednesday, and Rose Rose played great in that game too. He had seven threes. Um, yeah, Rose, Rose had like thirty in that game, thirty one, I think. Yeah, and he yeah, missed he the game winning three, but he might have gotten fouled. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't think he got fouled on that final shot, but it was, it was tight. It was close. Yeah, it was one they. He like hit him on his on like the base of his hand, you know, like his palm. Yeah. It's technically yeah, I think they count that as part of the ball, right? Yeah, it's like not in the rule. But I don't know. It's that's yeah, it. I, I, like it would have been a harsh foul again. Um, but like uh, uh, it was funny because I, I think I texted you right um, right after that play. Um, they ran that exact same play, uh, almost that exact same play uh, against Houston about eight years ago in 2010 and it was and he made the shot that time I think to tie it and send it into overtime uh, but like that time it hadn't been off an inbounds play and so I think like Fizz literally went back to that same play I, I, I don't know if like that was by accident like if it was a coincidence or if that was like actually what he drew up like that he's known to be drawing that up um, but I just thought that was the craziest thing ever. And, like, I didn't see a single mention of that on Twitter. And I was so pissed off. Because I thought that would be, like, the first thing. That I'm not surprised like, you didn't see a like, mention of that on Twitter. That's a very obscure and good insight. Yeah. Like, it's, like it seems like the kind of thing that, like, I don't know, like, a Zach Lowe would just, like, post, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like the one that they did for him in 2015 versus the Cavs, where he but, banked but it in. that time, he just kind of came off the screen. They didn't have the little handoff. Yeah, that's and, like, true. That was, yeah, that was the only real difference between those two. But yeah, like, again, that play was also very similar, because they had, like, I, I think it was Gibson in both of, or it was Gibson in that uh, Cleveland series as well that, like, set that screen. Yeah, that's that's probably true, actually. I'm not. I yeah. can't envision the setter, the screen setter in my head, but I can. I can just about everything else during that play. So, um, well, we'll move on from the trade. That whole Seventy Sixers Minnesota situation to something that I thought we would lead with this week until. This trade happened, which was the Raptors 
um, last weekend on Sunday, play yeah. in Los Angeles versus the Lakers. Kawhi is out for this game, and they go up 41-10. to They start the game on a 41-10 run and end up winning. Um, did it? My question is, did it not occur to LeBron that does he just not care that he's trying to recruit Kawhi here? And he just showed Kawhi that the Raptors are so much better than the Lakers at this point that they could beat they could beat the Lakers without them. And LeBron doesn't care. And why would Kawhi want to go there after seeing this? Well, I mean, like, regardless, I think, like, Kawhi's main thing, or main frontrunner at this point is the Clippers anyways, right? So I don't even know if, uh, I don't even know if LeBron really thinks that they can get him. Well, it says Los Angeles, so, you know, it's kind of ambiguous. Yeah. It was the Lakers before. I mean, they're in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like, to what you're saying, like, it, it definitely is, it, it's not, like, it doesn't make sense for Kawhi to leave a situation that's as good as it is in Toronto. And, like, that sort of game where Kawhi's sitting out, he's getting rested, and they still blow him out, that definitely does not help any sort of recruiting power that the Lakers might have helped. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like LeBron's mailing in this season. It doesn't. Yeah, it it, he's not talking to these young players. Like it, he's not. He's just kind of like playing with them. It's like it's like he yeah. it's like he's on this pickup team and he doesn't know what he won. He's just playing. And he knows yeah. he's better than everyone else, but he's just he's just kind of playing. He's not like He did tell I did see in the Suns game or no they play. They played the Hawks tonight. He told Lonzo to post up Trey Young, but like that kind of thing I've just not seen. Uh, at all and they're not a top they're not a lock to be a playoff team yeah no that's the big thing at this point like that if you don't start low and if you don't like figure it out really quickly like you're gonna get left behind and there's like LeBron can't cakewalk himself into a top five seed in the west as much as he, he might think he can, as much as the Lakers might think he can, that's not that's not going to fly in the West. Um, and so he's going to like and, and like the thing is like his stats are still this insane. Like he's still averaging twenty six seven and seven essentially. So like twenty seven seven and seven basically. But it, it just seems like some of those stats are like almost kind of meaningless at times and they're kind of like hollow like numbers yeah and like, it's like it doesn't seem like that team is really like meshed all that well from what I've seen of them and it doesn't like a lot of the young guys that we were kind of you know hyping up whether it be Kuzma I had Ingram as most improved player which really does not seem like it's gonna happen um you know even like you know Lonzo those guys just don't seem like they're as good as we thought they'd be, you know? Whether it be just shooting-wise or, you know, just in terms of creating a better support cast for LeBron, he's still kind of having to pull his way. Like, the one, the games that, you know, they've been able to come back against really good teams, like the, the win against, well, the win against Minnesota and also, you know, against the Spurs when they went down to the wire and went into overtime, like, LeBron just kind of has to take over in the fourth, which, you know, makes sense. Like, he is, should have to take over. And he's the guy to take over. But 
you know, like this. He's got to push himself so hard to not even win those games, right? Yeah. And that's, it's, it's kind of annoying at this point that, you know, you, you've still got him, like, not, he's not been playing defense that much, you know, even from his Cleveland days. So, it's a little bit annoying to see. You're, you're right about Lonzo. Like, I, I don't think Lonzo's gotten better. He's kind of a player. He really is. He's, he's, I mean, he shot a little bit better, I think. I mean, it looks, looks a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's not like he added that. something. Hmm? It's not like he added something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, his stats have all gone down, which... Makes sense, but he alongside LeBron, and he doesn't really get the ball as much. But yeah, I mean, his shooting's gone up a little bit more, um, but he's also taking less shots, and like a lot of like the same problems still exist with the shot. Like he hasn't fixed the mechanics or anything. Like it just kind of it goes in a little bit more now because he's a little bit more used to you know shooting against NBA defenses. Yeah, I mean, I'll give Ingram some slack. The KCP signing has gotten zero returns for them. Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of people expected, as did we. But it just hurts. It hurts when you're getting... Like, Kuzma's so bad on defense, he's basically unplayable. Yeah. And, I don't know. You know who can help this team right now? Julius Randle. But no. Um, that, if, if they had been able to keep Julian Randle, that team might have been. Like, I'll, I'll be a little bit scared of that team. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's a nice looking team. So. This Although, to be fair, I, I will give props to McGee. McGee was a good pickup. Um, and Chandler helped them win the game against Minnesota. Yeah, Chandler's been good for them. I have no problem with Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how like, I don't know how he's good for them because he's he's like six hundred years old, but he's I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand how he's still playing. Yeah, we got him from your team, uh, which is we're all. Oh, I was glad though. I was very glad to let him go. We're all players go to die, so <laughs> except for um, Ariza, right? He's been playing. Uh, I haven't watched much Suns games other than the Mavs one at the beginning of the year. We almost had a triple double. Other than that, I avoid them. I don't even really watch like full Suns games. I like it's it's tough to watch sometimes. So I'm not gonna lie. Like it's not like I've been watching every single Suns game. <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, and like, yeah, the problem with us, like our, our offense, like even though we added all these guys, uh, it's still like well, we added these shooters, like it's still Booker, Iso, Abby Clay when it comes down to crunch time, like overtime. And like, there's only so many times you can run that play before it stops working, unless he's just like crazy on fire. Yeah, you need creativity because yeah. everyone's getting smarter in this league. So you see in the NFL too; these teams, teams with good coaching, are winning. Teams with bad coaching are losing. Yeah. Just look at the Cowboys. Yeah, no, coaching is exceptionally important this year. Yeah, you gotta. Are you looking at like? Well, Nurse is, at least my pick for Coach of the Year might come out, right? If Nurse does seem like he's, he's on his way. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, as long as, as, long as the Raptors don't start faltering for some reason, um, they, they seem like they're probably the team to beat in the East and should get the one seed. Um, I, I still think they can win 65 plus games this year. Um, I know I got 
I got some skeptical looks about that when I brought it up uh, in the dining hall the other day. But uh, I don't know, I, I like that team. It's, it's a 60 plus one team for sure. Maybe it's 65 plus. I, I mean, if you're the Celtics, what are they? They're, they're like seven and four. They're seven and six right now. Yeah, so they're kind of. I mean, it's a long season, but that's. They have the same record as Charlotte right now, so you know, take that for what you will, but I'll throw that out there. Yeah, if you're the Celtics, you're looking at this Philly trade, you should be scared. So I would think that they're going to turn it up soon. Um, the other team we haven't talked about really that much in the East is the Bucks, who have yeah. impressed all season and are fresh off a Warriors game. Actually, they beat Denver tonight. Which any team beating Denver this year, that's a good win. Um, And Thursday night, they beat the Warriors in Oracle by 20. They were up 105 to 79 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Draymond was out and Curry got hurt. And he didn't play like ten minutes that he probably would have played. Yeah, but I mean, still, like you, you lose by. Oh, that was a big win for the Bucks. Like twenty twenty three at the end, but like they that was kind of more just garbage time. Quinn Cook making threes. So. Yeah, I mean, and you said it. It it maybe it is an off night for the Warriors, but like watching that game. Giannis had this scary look in his eye, and he had this he had this one play where he just ran over someone, and he just he's it's like maybe he realizes now that like no one can do the things he does. Oh yeah, and like his full potential, we've known this, but maybe he's starting to believe that like. Maybe he is the best player in the league, and maybe, maybe he's not not saying he is, but maybe he's he might think he is. Yeah, and I don't really get it. it's not a bad thing for him to think at this point. Like he's genuinely like he's the stats give him a claim. I mean, he's been doing everything that he can to prove that he is the best player in the league. Um, and you just, like, look at everything from his absurd size, like, the wingspan, like, the dude is averaging, like, center numbers. You know, like, he's having 26 and 13. I think he's, like, what, second in rebounds, and that's the Drummond, and, like, Drummond is probably the best rebounder in the game right now by a large margin. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is crazy to think about. He's tied for athletic is that great at rebounding and he's still not even reached his full potential because as soon as he like figure figures out his shot he is going to be like literally unstoppable yeah I mean it also Middleton that's a guy that it seems like has, has improved yeah every season he just gets a little bit better He's like Lillard in that way. Like he, it, you don't you don't see it though. Like that, that it's the kind of improvement that like it's not clear cut. Like he's not taking like leaps and bounds every year, but every year he's just like been getting a little bit better. And like it, it's that like his scoring is a little bit down this year from last year, but at the same time like he's the role that he's had to fill in for that team this year, he's been doing it perfectly. You know, yeah. that secondary scoring option. Let Giannis get his, but like if, if you need a clutch bucket, if you need a three, he's the dude, and he steps up and he's just been delivering, and he's been delivering ever since the playoffs last year, and like even before that. 
Where did he come from? I have no clue where he went to college or anything. I don't even know. I'm looking at basketball reference right now. He went to a and I had no idea. I don't remember the dude He just kind of popped. He's been in the league for so long. Like, he, he popped out of nowhere where he hit those oh. those two buzzer beaters in like 2015. And people were like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And I, one of them was against uh, the Suns, I think. So I remember that. Yeah, there's one against Cleveland and one against the Suns. Yeah. Like, he has that, and then, like, he's... He's just always kind of had, like... Like, he's been a great three-point shooter for that team. I feel like Clay, Him and Clay are similar into where, like... Clay just kind of popped... Clay became, like, mainstream during, like, the 2015 playoffs. Yeah. Before that, he just, it was kind of like Curry, 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 Curry. Right. Really, for much of 2014, 2013. So. But that was just kind of consistently been there. Yeah. Yeah. And like Clay, Clay, I think, has reached his potential as a role that he's playing now. Um, and like Middleton, I don't know, like he hasn't really peaked yet at that role. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's the same same kind of thing. But like, on any given night, like you might not maybe Giannis isn't going off, maybe Giannis isn't being able to get to the basket, and then all of a sudden you like look at the scoreboard and Milwaukee's still up because Milton has like thirty five forty. You know, like he's a guy that can do that just because of how well he shoots from the three, and like he's not super one dimensional either. Like he can get to the you know paint if he wants to, um, and like it's not great part of his game but yeah like it doesn't need to be a great part of his game either it's, yeah I mean their their offense is so good that if he's hitting seven threes in a game like the other team's gonna be in real big trouble mm-hmm. cause their bench is great too yeah they kind of beat this year they're uh Picking up DiVincenzo and uh, Ilyasova is huge. Yeah, Ilyasova's been great for them. So is Brooke Lopez. Even, uh, even Pat Connaughton's been good. Like, oh, I loved Pat Connaughton in college. <laughs> One of my favorite NCAA basketball players of all time. For sure. <laughs> uh, um, anyway... So Bucks are ten and three. Um, this is kind of this kind of game steam last week, and I haven't heard anything about it since. But this whole thing that Terry Rozier is impatient and he wants out. Um, worth paying attention to. I saw it on Twitter. Woj tweeted about it. How they're he's just unhappy with playing time and Bill Simmons. Talked about some fake trades and the one that he didn't. I made this up, but um, the trade at least. But the Spurs are interested in him, apparently. Um, I love this idea. I think a trade that could be made could be, and this will work with the salaries because I tried this. Terry Rogier for Jakob Podol and some picks. Wow. Uh, but they have to wait to trade Podol, right? I don't think they do because it worked in the trade machine. Huh. Wow. Okay. I, mean, I, don't know if, I don't know if Boston goes with that, but... Well, I'm just thinking for Boston, who's, who, who's their... Like, who's their five right now? Uh, I think they're still... Is it Horford? Oh, they've, been going with, they've been going with Horford, right? And then they have Baines off the bench. Yeah. I don't know. I The salaries are weird for that. I was trying to come up with a trade. I don't know what they would do. But... Yeah, it's just like, who does Boston... Want right now because like it, it honestly doesn't seem like they need anybody. It's more of this 
but yeah. they need to figure out the system that they're running. They're just... I mean, it's, it's like they have too many guys. So maybe they do... Maybe if it was with the Spurs, they do like a package deal. But if I don't know who they would want from the Spurs either. That's not like DeRozan. So yeah, the other options. It seems like the your sons are interested in him, and so are the Magic. Well, it would make sense for us because we like need a point guard. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are trading in that scenario. Uh, we, we could probably give up, like, a... I don't know if we'd be willing to give up P.J. Warren. Um, I don't know if the salaries would work out, but... Maybe him. Um, I don't even think Boston would want Josh Jackson. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, not that, like, who would want to give up. It's more just, like, who would Boston actually want? And that list is like pretty slim. It seems like it would be. A, it seems like the answer to that question would be a point guard, though. Like that, Boston would want that. Yeah. Well, then they're gonna have to sell for fucking like Okobo or like Isaiah Cannon. That's again. Maybe that's why the Suns. Suns might not be a good option. Yeah. Ne- neither. Yeah, it doesn't make sense then for, neither would the Magic, uh, I guess. Boston. It's 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 kind of weird. I don't think he's gonna get traded. It was just something that I saw. Um, yeah, I'm awesome. But J.R. Smith requested a trade too, which I don't know. If you're the Cavs, they're one and eleven. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Um, and if you're like contenders, are gonna be. Like they're in the market. Contenders are always in the market for that kind of player. He's he's a shooter. He's yeah. been in big stages before. And even though we know how bad he fucked up last year in the finals, yeah. But um, he's he's big game experience. It's just a fact. He's played in big games for the last four years. Um, uh-huh. all that time in Cleveland, he's someone who can get hot and. Potentially, when you play off game. No, maybe uh, maybe Philly tries to pick him up. Oh, I like that idea. Um, I like that. That could be like that. They, I, I, but that would be bad if, if they could pick him up and not have to give away anything big. Um, that's definitely that's not the worst. That's not a bad destination for him. Um, and it kind of solves their, you know, now you put him in a two, or like behind Reddick. Um, and yeah, like, you can go from there. Not a, that's not a bad, it's not a bad idea for Philly. Yeah. I like that. Huh? Talk about a team with personality. Be fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Now to a team who has no problem with shooting. Um, the Golden State Warriors. Clay, this is almost two weeks ago, but we just have to talk about it. He hit 14 threes in a game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. In three quarters. <laughs> yeah. The Warriors were up 92-50 to 50 on the Bulls at halftime. Jeez, and if they would have played their stars the whole game, they legitimately could have gotten about 160 points in this game, maybe more. Um, and if Clay wasn't taken out, he might have been able. He was so hot, he might have been able to get to like legitimately like 80 points. Like it could have happened. Yeah. Um, I remember last time we did a podcast, we were like. Clay's gonna explode. He doesn't have any shooting. He's having struggles, but he's coming. But literally, day after this happened, and if you're the Warriors, you look at the West. It's loaded, 
But who's the number two team in the West right now? Yeah, who did you uh, who would you say is the second best team in the West? Man, it it's hard to pick against Denver, but they've also kind of gone cold after that hot start, which is kind of what I expected to happen, anyways. So I don't think that they're gonna stay up there as the second best team. Uh, it, it's tough to say. Like, I mean, right now, I, I think Portland really is like. They, you gotta say they are the second best team in the West because like they've just been winning um, and they've beaten some good teams too. I think like they they lost to the Clippers, but they just beat uh, Boston. I think they beat someone else decent in the East. Um, so yeah, I mean they're probably the best, second best team in the West right now. But I think by the end of the season, it could be anything from like okay, so you've got a shot. Um, just kind of depends on how well. It kind of depends on how Westbrook ends up playing for the rest of the year. Because, um, like, he was saying that he's going to tone down. You know, I guess essentially his, his stat padding and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and he's kind of focused more on just you know facilitating the offense and kind of running, um, running the offense in a way that's actually going to help them win games. So if he if he really like fully makes that shift, just you know once Roberson gets back, because Roberson's still out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, once Roberson gets back, maybe OKC ends up being second in the West. Um, San Antonio's my dark horse pick still. But yeah, I really like that San Antonio team. Um, I think I I said they're going to win fifty plus this year. Uh, I still stand by that, so that might end up being good enough for second in the West this year because it doesn't look like anybody's really going to get, you know, it's mostly going to be like last year where there's just a huge congestion of like 47, 48 win teams. Yeah, I was going to say Houston was would be the second best team in the, in the West by the end of the year, but you swayed me with that Roberson point. Yeah. Um, I mean, and OKC looked great opening night against. That was I know that was almost a month ago, but they looked great in some of those early games. And Westbrook's been hurt, and so is Roberson, obviously. Yeah. So they're terrifying on defense when they're healthy. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Like, it's it's so tough to say. And like honestly, this year, like I don't see a single team that can knock off Golden State in a seven-game series. Like, last year, like, yeah, I said that about Houston, but, like, they kind of proved me wrong. But, like, Houston still had a system where you could, like, really see that, you know, like, with the amount of threes that they were shooting, yeah, like, it's possible. You know, they could, they were the one team that was like, yeah, you maybe I'll shoot the Warriors. But this year, like, Denver doesn't have that kind of three-point shooting ability. I don't think so. Um, Portland, we've seen year after year, that as much as, you know, they might be able to hit the threes, but they they can't defend well enough to, you know, stop Golden State from hitting more threes. Um, and, yeah, San Antonio, like, DeRozan in the playoffs, like, uh, do, you, do you count on him showing up in the playoffs this year? Is he different now that he's in San Antonio? Uh, and then, yeah, like, okay, see, even with DeRozan, I don't think they're better than Golden State by any measure. So, it's kind of almost a point of, like, you know, argument to have, like, you know, second best in the West is great, but there's just such a huge gap. Yeah, and I I don't think there is a Houston, there's not a Houston this year like there was last year, because, I mean, Houston, the, the West Conference Finals last year, that, that series, like, when Houston went into, on the road and won game four, after getting, I mean, I don't know if you remember Game Three, but the Warriors won by about forty points. Yeah, and it looks yeah, like no, this, I, that was the point where because Houston had they won what Game Two. They won Game Two like and, pretty handily. And I, yeah, and I remember that after Game Two, people you know like I think Adam 
I was skeptical. I was still saying. And then game three happened, and then game after game three, it was kind of like, yeah, we got Warriors and five. Like that's the series is over. Um, and yeah, they, the Rockets just kind of that, that was just a weird series looking back in terms of like how many times the momentum just shifted like crazy, um, and it's like almost like kind of randomly from game to game. Yeah, and then game four and five, games four and five were both close, and Houston's up three two at the end of game five, with Chris Paul playing out of his mind and Warriors just looking kind of discombobulated. Especially, I mean, that happened. That was hit its peak in game two, but um, and then Chris CP threes ruled out, and they missed twenty seven straight threes, and the rest is history. But yeah. It, it does seem like they kind of missed their window and Well, and it's not even just they missed their window. Like it's just kinda it seems like almost like the entire West missed their window. You know? At this point, I don't like I don't see any team unless they add another superstar of like even challenging the Warriors this year. Yeah. Like it, it's it's like, yeah, like the Toronto, Golden State in the final, or Boston, Golden State in the final might be kind of fun. And, like, that might go five or six games. But in the West, like, it, I honestly, like, I'm struggling to picture any of the current teams of, you know, putting up a real good fight against the Warriors unless the Warriors really just play bad. Well, Houston took a gamble on Melo, and as of today, yeah. it seems like Melo's played his last game in Houston, is what they're all saying. Are they waving him? Are they trading him? I'm, I guess th- I don't think anyone's trading for him. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. If he gets waved, it's kind of like it for him. He's kind of like what? If he gets waived, it's kind of it for Melo. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I mean, he might go like international or something, but I don't think he has an ego even to go play internationally somewhere. I think. I think he could work if he was on the Blazers. On the Blazers? Yeah. No. Melo? Yeah. I actually do. No. They won't have enough defense. Your, your two guards are already bad enough on defense. I'm not saying he's starting, though. Yeah, but their bench mob right now is kind of like, kind of settled. Like, you, you don't need Carmelo doing his shenanigans when you already have, like... Yeah, their bench is actually pretty good. Surprisingly shooting well this year. Um... I'll give you that. I can't even remember who their other guy is. Stauskas? Who's their other guy that's shooting lights out? Well, Stauskas, when he gets in, sometimes shoots lights out. Um, and then, yeah, like, Evan Turner's been playing well anyways this season. But I think, like, you, you kind of live with, like, Evan Turner turning a leaf, and you, like, don't try and tempt God's fate anymore with that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I'd take that back, actually. That's just... Yeah. Like, Portland's team is kind of settled right now. I like it. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't like them in the playoffs, but that's a, that's a good regular season team. All right. Well, that's kind of all I have. All right. Um, are we going to the previews? Yes, I forgot about that. We haven't done this in yeah. a little while. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, well, games are over tonight because we yeah. do this for some reason. We do this as late as possible, which is actually yeah, we always do. well. I like to it. I like that actually. But um, <laughs> I mean, we're both gonna be up this late anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, tomorrow we have Pelicans at Raptors. Pretty interesting. I feel like the Raptors always kill us. Um, well, maybe not them. <laughs> Uh, Utah versus Memphis could be a sneaky good game. Yeah, Memphis is seven and four, and we haven't talked about them all, once all year. I don't think. Yeah, I think we're, we're gonna need to talk about them next time. I just haven't seen them play. I mean, that is an ugly ass team to see play. Yeah, I haven't watched them in a little while. They have been in the past, so like they don't really appeal to me. But, uh, yeah, we, we got to start seeing some Memphis games. Tuesday, Rockets at Nuggets. That's pretty good. Um, that's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you can lock yeah. that down right now. Uh, Wednesday, we have Pelicans at Timberwolves. And Blazers at Lakers. Blazers and Lakers. Uh, that was the season opening game last time. I mean, this year. Um, but I think... I don't think anything's going to top this. Thursday, Warriors at Rockets. Western Conference Finals rematch. What we were just talking about. And then I look, and it might be beat. By Raptors Celtics, which was which we said was a must watch last time. It was our marquee game last time, and it's it's our marquee game this time because in Boston, it's just it's a statement game. If Toronto comes out and wins this game, it's like it's a statement game. It's like we're better. I don't even think you could dispute that at that point. Um, I'm just so glad Kawhi actually played that game. It's not like the end of a back-to-back game, is it? I hope so. It's not. It's not. Okay. Well, it's the start of a back-to-back, so I think Kawhi will probably play that because they play Chicago in my game. I hope so. Nationally televised game. Just play. Um... Anyway, that was good. We covered a lot. It was over an hour. What? It's two weeks worth of stuff, but I mean, honestly, like, the NBA was kind of slow last, like, two weeks ago, anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. There's not much to talk about, about one, just one week, but it got better this week. Yeah. So did your... Entertainment options because we upload a new episode to all the viewers. <laughs> so, yeah. we'll be back next week.